just as I was finishing graduate school, I did a postdoctoral fellowship in clinical research at the VA hospital in Boston. This particular VA or Veterans Administration Hospital is associated with the National Center for PTSD, uh, which is one of the places in the world that spends a lot of time thinking about how trauma impacts overall functioning, mental health specifically, and is asking big questions about what we can do about it. One of the projects that I worked on was working with recently returned combat veterans who'd had significant trauma exposure, who had PTSD, and who were at risk for perpetrating relationship violence, for letting their inner turmoil spill over into acts of aggression against their significant partners. I learned a lot on this project. I learned a lot from the participants who were in our clinical study. And one of the things that I thought a lot about is you know, what's the difference between our capacity to snap, to act in a way or say a thing that really, really hurts another person? Essentially, what's our capacity to snap and to be abusive? What are the sort of differentiators between those of us who are vulnerable to that and those of us who don't? And I learned a lot about that. And that's sort of the topic of the podcast today is what's this like relationship superpower that keeps us from crossing the line, that keeps us from going to a place that frankly, I think we're all vulnerable to in our trickier moments. But how do we stay on the side of patience and compassion and self-control when we are feeling out of whack? This question obviously has a lot of application to our intimate relationships, but I think it has uh, relevance for our business dealings as well, for our entrepreneurial relationships where we are trying to figure out how to stay centered and grounded when things are getting a little bit out of control. So in today's podcast, I talk about how to do that. What's the superpower? What's the technique that helps us stay calm when the relationship train is running off the tracks? Hopefully it is helpful to you. This content was also developed for YouTube, so you can find it there if you prefer the video format. I also wanted to mention that um, my team and I work a lot with couples, both romantic couples or one or both members as an entrepreneur and co-founder pairings, where some of these relationship management skills can be super important to keeping a business on track, to keeping a family on track. So if this is an area where you're struggling, where it is difficult for you to really stay grounded in challenging conversations, definitely reach out to us. Um, my team and I have a lot of expertise in relationships and are really on a mission to see people be as healthy as they can be in their most important connections. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. I want to tell you about an incredibly important tool that is going to help you hit the pause button and prevent yourself from doing something that you regret. 
we all have moments in our lives where we feel like we are just losing it, where we are in a conflict, maybe with our significant other, with one of our kids, someone within our business, some other relationship, and we're not understanding them, they're not understanding us, our conversation becomes really heated, and it feels like it's not going anywhere. And we just reach the point where we feel like we could explode. That is a really pivotal moment. The difference between someone who becomes abusive, someone who destroys relationships, someone who loses trust, someone who appears unprofessional or unkind, and someone who keeps their dignity and their well-being intact happens in that very small moment when we realize that we're ramping up and what we decide that we are going to do about it. One of the most powerful tools that you can use in those heated, trickier moments is the ability to take a timeout. Yes, I know you've probably heard about a timeout. Maybe you've put a kid in a timeout. Maybe you heard the timeouts aren't really in vogue anymore for kids. But what I'm talking about with a timeout is the ability to pause what's happening, what is clearly not going in a positive direction, and to clearly state to this person that you're engaged with, hey, this isn't really very productive. I'm losing my temper. I would like to just put a timeout, put a pause on this conversation and return to it in one hour, return to it tomorrow, return to it at our next staff meeting so that I have the ability to step away, get some clarity, get my wits about me and approach this conversation in a better way. When you are doing that, you are communicating to the person that you're talking to this conversation matters to me. And I don't want to damage our relationship by the way that this is happening. This seems to be not productive. One of the essential ingredients of a timeout is that you are communicating to the person that you are going to return to the talk. It's not just a rage quit. It's not like this isn't working. I'm out. You are saying, I think we can do this better. I need to calm down, regroup and return. That return thing is really important because that's the difference between, again, communicating that the person matters to you, the topic matters to you, and the sense that you can abandon it, throw it aside, or just, you know, peace out and not continue. So make sure that you communicate. We're coming back to this. We're coming back to this at a time when we can do better at engaging in a way that's more productive and more, more kind. Timeouts are tricky if we get our egos involved. Of course, all of us like to have the last word. All of us like the moment of like, mic drop, we won the argument, we won the conversation. But in order to avoid hurting other people and to avoid doing things or saying things that we are going to later regret, we might have to set ego aside long enough to say, hey, this isn't working, let's try a different strategy. It's really waving the white flag, it's waving this sort of truce flag for a time until that conversation can be re-engaged in a productive way. As a clinical psychologist, I spend a lot of time with high performers. That's who I work with, that's who I serve, entrepreneurs and people who are creating businesses and running them where the stakes are high. And sometimes, high-performing folks run around with some kind of high intensity and high stress. And that can come out in these important relationships, whether it's a negotiation within your business or it's a conversation with your significant other around something that you disagree about. Being aware of what's happening in your body, in your emotion state. I am getting angry. I am getting so frustrated that I'm no longer able to think clearly. When we move into a fight or flight response, when we feel threatened, when 
we're just upset and frustrated, we aren't able to think clearly. Our prefrontal cortex is not so concerned about the nuances of the argument. Our bodies go into overdrive and say, get out of this, get to safety. This conversation is terrible. Do whatever you have to take to end it, end it quickly. And that kind of strategy in an important conversation, that's a lizard brain strategy, it's a body strategy. It's not super helpful in our complicated, nuanced relationships. So the ability to step out of lizard brain, out of reactivity, to take a moment and say, oof, we need to do this in a different way. When you take your time out, that becomes a really important time where you are not just strategizing the best way to get in that zinger to win the argument, but you are actually calming your physiology down. You're taking the time to breathe, maybe listen to some quiet music, hang out with your favorite pet, walk around the block, have a little bit of healthy distraction, practice some breathing techniques. You can see my video about vagus nerve recalibration if you'd like some tools and breath strategies to help calm your body down. But you wanna do something during your time out time that really does help you come back to homeostasis, come back to a place of relative ease so that you can go about your day and then eventually re-engage that conversation in a more productive way. We all have within us the capacity to lose our shit in major ways. We all have within us the capacity to be abusive, to be cruel. And really the line between giving in to some of that darker part of our nature or being able to regroup and reset and re-engage in a better way is the ability to notice what's happening, to push pause and to remove yourself from a situation that's getting out of control. This is a master's level skill. This is an important, important skill that we need at all different periods of our lives from when we're kids all the way until we are approaching the end of our life and we are facing all kinds of frustration and irritation. So making sure that we're showing up the way that we really want to depends on our ability to pause, reset. Taking timeouts can be an important part of your intimate relationship. So it's really good to talk about timeouts before you are in a fight, right? To sort of set the rules for a timeout. If you and your partner have a dynamic that can get kind of angry where the sparks fly and there's a lot of passion and energy behind these contentious conversations, it's super helpful to talk about your timeout strategy when no one's upset, right? When you're just like having a casual Friday dinner and say, hey, I watched this YouTube video. This awesome Dr. Sherry Walling was talking about the value of taking a timeout. Set that plan in place and talk about how long your timeout will be, what you will do during your timeout, and how you'll re-engage, how you'll decide to come back together to continue the conversation. Putting some intention and some planning into how you will fight fair, fight well, uh, is really important. Again, especially if you and your partner uh, tend to engage in a way that sends lots of sparks flying. It is hard to do this. It is hard to consistently show up in your life despite all manner of challenges in a way that you feel proud of, that you feel is in integrity with who you want to be. Don't feel like you have to do it alone. There are ideas, tips, tactics, strategies that can help make it a little bit easier, especially if you are really pushing yourself into your own personal growth or pushing yourself into the growth of growing something like a business in your life. So this YouTube channel is designed to provide all kinds of mental health strategies for folk like you. You can visit zenfounder.com for more information about 
all of the services that my team and I offer to people who are trying to be amazing in their lives. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.